Rabotai, we continue the uh, study of the Tariyag Mitzvot, and we are up to the 292nd Mitzvah. Shedola Hakriv Korban Ba'almum Miyad Hagoyim. We learned earlier that we're not allowed to sacrifice a Korban that has a blemish. However, today's Mitzvah says that even if the Korban is coming from the Goyim, uh, where we might have thought that, you know, what's the difference? It's the Goy's Korban anyway. So we might have thought that the Torah allows it to be brought blemished. Now we do accept Korbanot from the Goyim, the Darim and the Davot. However, we're not allowed to accept, even by them, Ba'alim Mumim. So Beferush Pasuk, it says, Umiyad ben Nechar lo takrivu et lechem elohechem mikol ele. From all these blemishes that we talked about, we cannot accept from the Ben Nechar, it's Perechabet Pasukhem. Now this includes the 73 blemishes that we said are uh, invalidate the Korbanot of the Jewish people. And this obviously applies only to Kohanim, and only applies at the time that there's Hakrabah, and a Kohen that actually transgressed and brought a Korban, that's a Balmum, belonging to a Goy, will be punished by Lashes. Now this brings to attention the famous story in Masechet Gitin with Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. Gebar over there tells the uh, well-known episode where Bar Kamsa was uh, upset uh, about his being uh, shamed at the party. And uh, it says that he went to the Caesar and he told the Caesar that, you know, you see that the Jewish people they won't even accept your korban. The Caesar gave an animal to Bar Kamsa, and on the way to Jerusalem, Bar Kamsa made a, a blemish. It says he made a blemish either in the eye or the lip of the uh, animal. Gemara makes a point to say that this blemish was a blemish according to our standards. It's one of the 73, but it's not a blemish according to their standards. And uh, when they brought it to the Beit HaMikdash, there was a big discussion amongst the Hachamim some said we should bring it anyway, just to keep shalom with the Caesar, we don't get into trouble. Uh, ultimately, they decided not to bring the korban, and that enraged the Caesar, and that began the uh, destruction of the, uh, the Beit HaMikdash. The Maharal from Prague asked a very strong question. He says, why couldn't they just be upfront and straightforward with the Caesar? Why don't you go back to the Caesar and tell him, listen, you know, we love to bring your korban, but something must have happened on the way here. The korban has a blemish, and the law says we can't bring blemished animals, so you know, provide us with another one, and we'll bring it. Why, why, why wasn't that an option just to have open communication with the Caesar? And the uh, Maharal answers that uh, Bar Kamsa made a very calculated move uh, because uh, the Goyim, including the Caesar, felt that the Beit HaMikdash belongs to everybody. And that's why Goyim are able to bring Korbanot as well. The Beit HaMikdash is the gateway to heaven, and everybody has an equal access, Jews and non-Jews alike. So when uh, the Goyim uh, are going to hear that it was a blemish that is only according to Jewish standards, the Caesar would say, so what? According to your standard, you can't bring it. But according to our standard, you can bring it. And therefore, the Beit HaMikdash equally belongs to us as it belongs to you. Yeah. And what he doesn't know, the Caesar, is that actually anything that goes through the Beit HaMikdash 
comes through B'nai Israel. The Shefa runs through us and overflows to the rest of the world. It's the last thing the Goyim would want to hear. Again, if they would have told the Caesar, hey, had a blemish. He said, what was the blemish? Uh, something in the cataract. So the, the, the Goy would have said, well, that's not a blemish according to us. Bring it anyway according to our standards and we'll get the Beraka. Now to tell the Caesar, no, it's got to come through us. And if it doesn't fit our standards, you don't get a Beraka yourself. So he's not going to take that well. Basically, you're telling him the bit, you're telling him the bit, the Mikdash is ours, we have a monopoly on it, and you're just uh, uh, secondary receiving the Beracha through us and not through your own efforts. So therefore, they have no option to tell the Caesar. Actually, if they would have told the Caesar, it would have probably had a uh, reverse effect. Based on this, he says that uh, ultimately the Beit HaMikdash is not connected to the Guim at all. It has solely connected to us. That's why they do not have an ability to destroy the Beit HaMikdash either. Not theirs, they're not connected to it. And therefore he says ultimately what destroyed the Beit HaMikdash was the Jews uh, because of Sinat Hinnam. Even though it looks like in the history books that they burnt the Beit HaMikdash, but the Gemara says, Kimha Tahinat Tahant, that they actually uh, grounded ground, ground flour. They grinded ground flour, which means the Beit HaMikdash already, the Abdil, was like a house of cards. And therefore, all the Goyim had to do was come and blow it down, but they didn't destroy it. It was destroyed already from within because of the sins of the Jewish people. And that's why he calls it. Uh, because of the Sinat Hinam, we call him Bar Kamsa. Bar Kamsa is Menashon Komets. That's the Komets that they take from the uh, Korban, which represents the little particles of flour. And the Beit HaMikdash was like those particles of flour. Kimha Tahinat Tahan, that already we destroyed the Beit HaMikdash into little particles. So when they came already, uh, they, were, they were really destroying a destroyed building. And therefore, it is uh, appropriate to remember that uh, the enemies come from within. When Klai Yisrael themselves are unable to act in a proper way, so that only gives the Goyim power, which is only superficial power, to destroy uh, the Beit HaMikdash. Nonetheless, that answers the question why they couldn't tell the, couldn't, couldn't tell the Goy. The Goy would have expected the Qurban to be brought uh, nonetheless. And uh, this law, uh, again, reminds us that we cannot bring any blemishes on the Mizbeach in order to keep the standard of the uh, Makom on a high level. So nobody should think that in the Beit HaMikdash you could just bring, you know, Baalim Mumim and therefore it'll, it'll uh, weaken the stature of it in the eyes of the people.